Hey everyone, and welcome to An Essence Movement. I am your host, Paresh Nama. I started the show so I could bring to you the people that motivate and inspire me because I know success leaves clues. And with those clues, we can ask ourselves better questions and reflect so we can find our hidden potential and discover who we are in essence. Today on the show, I have a mental performance coach. He is the founder and director of Five Zero Coaching. Growing up as, in his own words, the chubby kid and being the white kid in a Māori school and then switching over to be the Māori kid in a predominantly white mainstream school, putting to get, put together was a recipe for bullying, unfortunately. However, fortunately, with his time in the Navy and the study of NLP and hypnosis, he developed his new mindset and made a major shift mentally and physically. And now he shares his learnings with his clients. He posts these brilliant 20 to 40 second thought-provoking videos daily on Instagram, which really gets, gives you an insight into his thought process. He, he's resilient, he's mentally tough, he's all about spreading positive vibes. He's the author from Why Me to Try Me. He is Curtis Weeks. Curtis, thank you so much for being here and joining me. What's good, brother? How you feeling? Thank you for having me. Wow, man, wow, what an introduction. Yeah, amazing <laughs> now, even better. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again for being here. How's the uh, how's the weather there? And uh, you're in Wellington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based in the Hutt Valley. Um, it was mean. Yeah, the weather was was mean today. Wait. Mm. Cool. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. Um, what's what's uh, firstly your book? Um, I've started reading it. I'm a bit of a slow reader. I'm waiting for the audio book. Yeah, that's good. I'm <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to do the audio book. You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, so I mean, like I, I start, I've started it, and it's a it's a really good read. Um, like I said, it really gives you an insight into who you are and mm. and uh, what you've been through, and there's a lot to learn from it. Um, what I found really interesting is you started your your book with a quote from Napoleon Hill, yep. and it says, "Strength and growth comes only through continuous effort and struggle." Yep. So I guess the first question for for you is, uh, how do you define effort, and how do you define struggle? Well, yeah, like effort is is what are you willing to put out to get what you want? You know, like you have to put that effort out um, to get what you want, and and the struggle is just it's just something that comes with a bit of adversity. You know, like struggle. Every everything struggle is different to everyone. You know, like for everyone, struggle is different. Like for. For some people, a struggle could just be getting up to go to their nine to five. You know, that yep. there is a struggle. And then for someone else, a struggle could be not eating for like three, four days. Yeah, you know? true. So, so it's just, it's all about perspective when it comes to like um, struggle. Um, but through my own experiences, like that there is what helps you grow into a better person is, is to actually put that effort in because that's on you. That's your action, you know, to get through that struggle and to actually push through um, the hardship or just a hurdle or obstacle that you're facing. Um, and that's, that's what I see the effort, you know, is like that little bit of action to get you um, through whatever struggle you're going through. Yeah. What's your, what's your relationship with effort and, and where did you learn that? Effort? Ah, well, I think I learned through my dad, eh? my old man was a, was a hard worker and, mm -hmm. and I never really, um, I, so when he would be um, doing things around the house and whatnot, um, I just thought it was normal, 
you know like I didn't know that people paid builders you know like to, <laughs> yeah. to, to like to like do that stuff like I just I just thought like hey like this is what you do like not only was it through my old man it was like through uncles and stuff as well like on yeah um, like farms and stuff you know I just assumed that you know you do the work on your own stuff I didn't actually know that you paid people to do that mm. so yeah gr- growing up watching my old man like work on on our family home um I used to try help him you know like I was I was only young and I'll try like pick up these big logs. I'm like, ah, check me out there. And he's like, yeah, awesome. Like, leave it there. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not helping you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you want to help you, dig, dig a hole over there. You know, like it was, it was so I think that's how I how I discovered it was through my old man and, right. and just work, work ethic. I learned um from from him, but also other um figureheads in my life, you know. Yeah, that's real interesting. I, th- I think um, we sort of tend to forget what sort of a, what part um, or what role um, our parents and our upbringing really bring. And we sort of tend to forget that um, as we sort of get on in life. Mm. Um, so it's cool that yeah. you recognize that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, tell me about the, the try me and the why me mindset. Where did that, where did that concept come from? Life. Uh, like straight up like I just going through life I found myself and as you're reading and as you will read like I found myself um, getting put into these awkward situations where I'd either just choose to be a victim and that's that's like that why me yeah. uh, mentality you know and it was just uh, I found myself doing it heaps like most of a good chunk of my life I was just like fuck man why me like why is this happening to me why couldn't this happen to them? Like, why does this always happen to me? <clears throat> and, and yeah, like one, one day it was sort of like, try me, you know, like I've had, I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sick of it. Like, just try me, you know, go on then, yeah. try me, you know? And then um, I think I was, I was still, I was maybe mid twenties when I discovered it. Um, yeah. Like when I actually discovered what it was, I was like, oh damn, like that's actually a thing you know like the, my whole life I had chose I chose to be the victim mm. like it's a choice that's that's essentially what it is you know like you can either choose to to be the victim or choose to be the victor you know like it's up to you really yeah. you know if you if you don't try then you'll never know and if you give up then you'll just you'll kick yourself in the in the back you know just for for not even trying later you know you're like oh man I could have and then again, you know, you go back into that that victim mindset. You're like, oh, why didn't I try? You know? mm. It's like, wow, well, you can try today. Yeah. Was that a change that happened uh, gradually, or was it something that shifted in an instant? Or yeah, it was, of a, it? it was a bit of both. Eh? Like um, when I joined the navy, that was the biggest shift of um, of that mindset. So, like, I made a promise to myself, um, just because I, I don't know, I just felt like I was getting bullied. A good like. I don't know, like 15 years or something, you know, like for for years, you know, like yeah. I was just getting bullied. Um, and then yeah, when I, I dabbled with like um like gangs and shit um before joining the navy and you know, just trying to find a bit of purpose. And um I don't know, like it was it was like once I join the navy, I will never let this happen again, you know, this feeling, um, because there was every time i i was bullied i had this real 
yuck feeling that would just overcome my entire body and I would freeze or, you know, like I'll just, it was just, it was a disgusting feeling where I just felt helpless and vulnerable. And um, yeah, I just felt alone where no one could help me. Um, and then, so I was just like, from this day on, when I joined the Navy, no one knows who I am. No one knows what I've done, who I am, like what, what I'm about. Um, so I'm going to create a new character, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like Joe Rogan said in one of his podcasts, you know, like create your own character. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's essentially what I did, bro. Um, mm. but then I sort of went too, too aggressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was an idiot, you know, like I turned into an idiot, bro. Like, yeah. And, uh, just, fighting, fighting on your first day, I hear. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actual. Yeah. That, that wasn't so much like me being an idiot. That was, that was just me making that promise to myself. And then, right. um, and then I guess the universe was testing me like, oh, oh, let's see then. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I took the line and yeah, me and yeah. that fella became good mates. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like I've heard you, I've heard you um, describe fear as a yuck feeling. Mm. Um, is that something that you had to, had to, had to teach yourself to treat it as a yuck feeling or was it something that was just so inherent in you that you wanted to get away from it? Yeah, it was, it was, I, it was just a feeling I didn't like really, yeah. you know, I was, I, I grew up and I've always been like a real happy kid and yeah. that's, that's an emotion that I like, you know, that, that happiness, um, you know, just excitement, laughter, mm -hmm. love, you know, like those are the, the emotions that I enjoy and um whenever I felt that fear it was just something I didn't like yeah and and yeah I discovered that from a young age like I just didn't like it and I guess that's why I gave it that yuck title you know it's like yeah it's yuck I don't want to be here I don't want anything to do with how I'm feeling right now and so how do I get out of it mm. um like I think I guess you you had the the fortunate um the fortunate fortunate um opportunity to join join the navy mm. and i guess that was your clean slate right you you decided that that was it this is from from here um i'm going to be a different person how do people do that in real life or in in their day-to-day -day life when they don't have an opportunity to sort of, sort of reinvent themselves like that yeah well well like it wasn't really there was at that moment in my in my life there were two options it yeah. was um I could go to the military or I could go to prison. Like those yeah. were my, those were literally my options because some wow. shit went down before I joined the Navy. And I was like, if, if I keep hanging out with these fellas, like that's me, I'm, I'm getting incarcerated. And, mm. and when I joined like a good chunk of them got locked up. So um, life's all about decisions, you know, like it, it doesn't matter where you are. If, you're, if you want to join the military, the military is just like school. It's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, like you get those people that excel at school um, and it's just the same as the military. You get those that excel. Um, you get the shitheads, you get the jocks, you know, you get the, the nerds, you know, like it's, it's like high school, um, but like on a, on another level. So in life to, to get a clean slate, it's just about making the decision. Like, if yeah. you don't like where you are, then change it like do something you want to do and just just make that decision and run with it mm. like it's not it's, <laughs> life's hard like mm. that's and that's it like full stop exclamation mark life is hard <laughs> so learn how to how to like roll with the punches and, and you know like embrace it 
embrace embrace the hard work because hard work does pay off and yeah. you know like put in put in that effort and that's what it that's what it is you know like just make the decision and whatever you want to be whatever you decide you want to become do something small every day you know just towards that because if you try to do too much too fast you'll burn out and then you'll you'll just start going around in circles Mm -hmm. and it's no good for anyone like no good for your own well-being and it's not no good for um, your loved ones around you because they start to take the brunt of that you know because <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to blame someone you know yeah. and and most people in those positions don't like to blame themselves so so you know whoever's in there in a circle usually catches the brunt of that yeah that's so interesting you talk about making those small changes every day and 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 doing the little steps towards that big goal because um i've had like uh I've had a few people on the show now that have talked about this exact same thing. I've had Pat McPhee talking about processes and breaking things down to the smallest possible. Yeah, man. And then working on that. And then Albie, who you know, um, said the same thing. He's like, so many, so many times people think that the issue was this big, uh, but in reality, it could be a small, minute change that needs to happen. Um, so yeah, so it's it's um, it's it's true, and it's a, yeah. there's a lot of successful people that are saying that. So yeah, um, there's obviously some sort of truth in that. Can you teach people how to make a decision or the right decision? It's it's on them, you know. Like you can you can show them, mm. but but you can't teach them to make a decision, you know. Like because people still, uh, I know people in their like forties and fifties that still struggle to make a decision. Yeah. Um. So that's just something they have to learn for themselves. Like yeah, yeah. you can you can teach. Well, yeah, I guess you can instruct them mm-hmm. how to how to make a decision. But at the end of the day, it's on them. So yeah. you just you can yeah guide them along, like the pros and cons of things. Yep. You know, like look at it. Look at a decision. You've got this option or this. What are the pros and cons here? What are the pros and cons here? Yeah. Choose like <laughs> choose which one has more pros than cons. You know, yeah. Like it's that's one way you could could look at it. But you know, there's heaps heaps of different ways people can break that one down. Mm. Yeah, and that's sort of like. The next question really is like how do you teach people to make the right decision right because you like you said you you mm-hmm. sort of grew up with people that were either getting incarcerated or or hitting, you know you you had that choice where it was either get incarcerated mm-hmm. or go to the military yeah and unfortunately you said that um people that you knew went to prison yeah um what was it in you that made that right decision do you think it's something like like i said earlier you know i've always been a happy kid yeah like um I think that was it, you know, like I, when I was doing the wrong thing, I knew it was wrong. I could feel right, it inside, right. you know, like I, I'll be like, oh, fuck, we shouldn't be doing this, boys. You know, yeah. like I'd, I'd have that, but they wouldn't care. And I was just like, oh, you know, like, so I think that that was, <clears throat> that was just something inside of me, you know, like this, I knew right from wrong. But I think it was my conscious mainly that, that just ate me up like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm. Like, mm-hmm yeah shouldn't but it's fun <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then yeah so making the decision is like an internal feeling yeah it goes off you know like is is this right am i doing the right thing here um and you may feel that and believe that it is then once you make that decision it might end up being like very bad you know and you're like ah damn shit 
and that's life you know like <laughs> like you make some decisions that you know you have to fix as you go yeah. because they, they weren't the right one yeah. but at least you sort of went with that intuition you know like followed your gut for sure yeah how important is intuition man for me massive massive like it's huge when when I find myself at um, I guess a crossroad or where I have to make a decision I follow my gut it's just because um, someone told me years ago uh, if if you ever um, end up in a sticky sticky situation follow your gut mm. and I never got it because I got it told I got that told to me when I was like real young yep. so I was like what does that even mean like follow my gut and I was like looking down at my gut I was like what like <laughs> Like, does it have feet? Oh, it's like, it's like what, what do you mean? Yeah, and then yeah, it wasn't until I was older, I was like, oh, shit, like this, this feeling here, I get you now. And then since then, I just that's all I do is just go off that. Yeah, it's like, okay. And then, yeah, like just even the last year, I've just chopped and changed so many times, you know, like nice. just because of that. It's like, I'll, I'll try something, okay, that's not that's not going where I thought it would. We'll just change. Just like sailing, you know, tacking and jiving. Yep. <clears throat> nice. Um, how, how was the lockdown for you? I mean, obviously productive because you got a book out of it. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah. But just busy, just business as usual for yourself? Yeah, it was pretty much building my business. So yes. I built, built it in lockdown. Um, and, and then I left the Navy in lockdown as well. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so um my thought process behind that was if i could start a business at the height of a pandemic and do all right then i'm gonna get through anything yeah bro yeah yeah pretty much and yeah so i'm still here um and it's a grind you know like um i was talking uh um talking to someone on on instagram today about um about my line of work and how it's just it's different because you know you've got so many online entrepreneurs nowadays you know everyone has a product to sell um my product's different you know like my product when you break it down it's just advice like Mm. so how so how do you sell advice when you can just get it from a book or get it from youtube or something so yeah um it's just about embracing that grind and and getting that credibility like i have full faith in in my vision and where where i'm heading and I feel like I've got the right intentions for it. So yeah, I'm just embracing that grind day. Yeah. Every day, every day's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't think I don't think anyone could uh, doubt your intentions. Um, it's very clear from everything that you put out anyway, mm. um, what you're about. And and definitely from the book as well. That's uh that rings very loud. So yeah, you're doing Cheers. doing awesome work. Thank you. Bro. Um like I know you talked about it, but but I'm trying to I'm trying to really break down on that moment, and if it was a moment or if it was over time, like you go from being bullied for 15 years, you said, um, to being now <laughs> a mental performance coach. Um, yeah. Where does that shift come from, and and yeah, how does it happen? So there are yeah there are like, um, I guess big shifts at different moments of my life, yeah. uh, and that, that that's that's sort of how it happened. So the first shift I guess was joining the navy. Uh, and then, like I was saying, I sort of went too far and I was mm-hmm. being a dick, dickhead. Um, then I got into Muay Thai. So that was another shift. Yep. Um, so I got into that because I was fighting, you know, like 
I joined the Navy at 17. So instead of doing seventh form, I joined the Navy um, and I was the youngest male in my intake. And I just had this massive chip on my shoulder. So I wanted to just fight. I was just, I just wanted to fight everyone and anyone. And, and I did um, at that stage in my life uh, (laughs) until my best mate pulled me aside, you know, and he's just like, Hey, you're no fun. Like we don't like hanging out with you when we're drinking. You're you're just causing trouble. And I thought they liked it, but they didn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. So so I was just like that really hit hit hard. Um, so I was just like, well, if I enjoy fighting so much, even in league and rugby, you know, I was fighting on the field. Right. Just, yeah, it was just like so after my mate told me that, I was just like, okay, if I really enjoy fighting so much, I should probably give it a nudge as a as a sport you know like you can do that you know like you can do that as a sport yeah yeah so that was the next shift i guess was uh getting into fighting um muay thai is where i started uh and then yeah i got into the gym just kept bugging the coach and i was like hey can i fight like when can i fight let me fight and just Mm. kept hassling him then then he let me fight i finally got a fight and and yeah that was my first fight was just a massive mental shift for me because you know like I had felt I felt like you know my entire life I'd been bullied and you know just had just felt helpless and and here it is like this is this is for me it was like there are two individuals that have trained hard to fight like this isn't just a schoolyard fight like just random like this is like this has been thought out and both people have trained hard to fight um and then yeah so that there made me feel better about like the kid that got bullied and yeah. I was just, and I guess my reason for fighting was to to show just myself you know like I could have been you know I grew up with that victim mentality but you don't have to stay in that position like you can learn to fight you know and if like if fighting's not your thing you know like you can learn to fight other battles you know like you can learn to stand on your own two feet and that's sort of what fighting taught me is like you can learn to stand up for yourself um with the right coaching and the right tools you know like so that was a shift and then um there was um just navy in general um i i spent nine years as a chef um fighting helped me with my chefing career but then i was just always in the galley you know like always in that kitchen just just cooking um doing all of that stuff and i wanted to do something that i enjoyed um so i tried a few times to to go as a diver or a physical training instructor Mm -hmm. and um that there that there was um, when I finally, I guess, was able to to go for that physical training instructor selection, um, that there was like a mental shift in itself again, you know, like, so there are just these increments that happen, big jumps, like massive jumps. So I'd, I'd just be on this like slow incline and then a big jump in my like mentality and then like a slow incline, massive jump. Um, but yeah, just just before I went for that physical training instructor selection, um, I met a fellow called Dave Neath. And um, he's, I guess, 
far, in my opinion, he's the best mental performance coach in, in New Zealand. Nice. Um, so that's where I met him and he helped me prepare for a MMA fight. Um, and and he he didn't even use many tools. Like knowing, knowing the tools now, like yeah. he didn't use many of them at all. You know, it was just it was just a genuine conversation with him and I. Um, but he he gave me the switch because um, I always had this in my military career that there was just this mutton sort of mentality when things got hard I was able to just go for it but he gave me a switch where where I was just able to um, just easily and effortlessly access someone that that isn't me, you know, like that is like a beast, I guess, you know, like they can just go, you know, like yeah. a mahi dog or whatever yeah, they yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So like where, when I found that um, the selection process was easy, um, I was selected um, and it was hard that, that there was my last ditch effort. So um, I had enough of, I guess the, the Navy um, bullshit, at that stage mm -hmm. you know because i was uh, uh, there's i love the name for what it done um for my life and everything but just there's just a lot of bullshit that comes with it you know just with any job but in the military it's different you know right. like yeah like you can't really argue you just follow the orders yeah um so yeah that, you, that was spent, my large you spent like five years at sea or something all up yeah yeah bro no real, yeah, total no real five years. walking away or you know cool down period from that is there Nah, man, you got to find your way. You know, you yeah. got to find find your own zen at sea. Um, and for me, it was training, you know, yep. like fitness, or um, we used to have like little fight clubs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll just go sparring or do some jujitsu and stuff, um, which was cool. <clears throat> but yeah, they, they, Dave, Dave hooked it up like big time. Um, I was I was just growing as, um not as an athlete but like you know growing as someone that was able to just go harder for longer mm -hmm. and um and he gave me this this like switch i guess and then that selection process was um was was pretty not uh, it was it was very challenging very physically demanding um but the hardest part for me um on that selection process was like i had gastro um, then I had um, sprained my hamstring, which had been a problem in the past. Like wow. I, I'd, I'd been removed from courses because I had torn my hamstring, um, and that same same hamstring um, was playing up. Um, then I sprained uh, three toes in my left foot and two in my right foot, or the other way around, something like yeah. that. So my feet were swollen, like on wow. day day two um i couldn't run properly i had gastro you know like but for me it was my last ditch effort so i was just yeah. like if if i don't get selected i'm leaving um but in order for me not to get selected like while i'm on selection i will put my best foot forward mm -hmm. and i'll do whatever it takes and then again you know the universe doing its thing actually testing me like will you <laughs> like will you do whatever it takes yeah and then yeah like so so yeah after day two like i was in the hurt locker um like i couldn't walk properly my feet were swollen um but yeah it was just the mindset that got me through it and and 
it wasn't until I had become a PDI and, and done everything where I really gained an appreciation of what the mind can do. And yep. I was just like, this is cool. I love this job being a physical trainer, but I think I'm more interested into in like the psyche behind everything. Like yep. just, just because, you know, fitness is, is one thing, you know, you can be average at fitness, but you can destroy an athlete if your mindset is just rock solid. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did like four years as a PDI and then went into pursue this. So yeah, like there, there are like never just one definitive moment. It was just moments yep. in my life. Yeah, one of them was like walking through snow on that course mm -hmm. so when I had passed selection, um, and I was actually doing the the PDI course. Uh, we we did like a survival phase, and and I I fucked up. You know, I didn't I, I didn't have my wet weathers on. Pretty much, you know, and I was just like, oh, it's all good. We're just going up into the mountains. Like, <laughs> snow won't be too bad, you know, yeah. like, and it started off like ankle deep, knee deep, and then wow. some parts still waist deep. And I was like, yeah. shit. And then, yeah, we hit like this blizzard, I guess. Like, I've never been in a blizzard, but I guess that could be as close as it is. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, the, the wind was crazy, the snow, the cold it was like negative 13 degrees yeah and just the yeah the wind almost blew us off the cliff a few times and oh it was disgusting but um but i just used my head you know like i was just like nah i'm sweet like i i can move so as long as i can move then i'm okay and then i had to like look after everyone else because i was in charge um so i was just like yo you're all good make sure everyone's okay and then i'll tell some jokes every now and then <laughs> Um, like, you know, just to take my mind off it. So I was like, fuck, if this sucks for me, surely it sucks for them. And then, yeah, everyone was in the hurt locker. But it wasn't until we got to, like, the hut. They're like, where the fuck are your wet weathers? I was like, oh, you know, I just wanted to test my mental resilience. You know, like, like fully fitting, bro, like trying to take my boots off. And they're like, yeah. you're fucked. I was like, bro, fucked up big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was a... That, that there was like the moment yeah. for me when I discovered how a strong mindset like, yeah. can help you. Yeah, because you say even then you you they wanted to help you, right? They wanted to help you take your sh shoes and socks off, but you didn't even let them help nah. you as well. Yeah, it was something I needed to get through yeah. like myself. I, I needed to, to do, I couldn't feel my fingers and I was like, I need to do this and I need to concentrate. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know what it was and why I did it, but um, mm -hmm. but it, it, it definitely helped me understand me, I yep. guess. Yeah, that course revealed me to myself because I thought I was someone else, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. Um, yeah. an, amazing, an amazing story. Uh, it's clear you've lived a full life. Uh, and you've obviously learned a lot. Um, you talked about finding out what the mind can actually do. Is that what led you to NLP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, after I done all my uh, my courses, so there that was like the first course is a PDI, and then you do like an advanced course. So once I finished that one, that advanced course, you do more of the theory side and learn how mm -hmm. to write like research papers and and reference things, I guess. Um, once I had finished that course, I was just like, 
I've got all these new like admin skills. So I think I want to become a psychologist, uh, maybe a sports psych or, mm-hmm. or like something along those lines, or maybe a, a mental performance coach. So I did like my research and I was just like, right, seven years, full-time study. It's going to cost like 120 grand. I don't have, <laughs> I, was like, I don't have that money. I don't have that time. Yeah. You know, like I'm a, I'm a father of two married, you know, I was just like, shit, like I've spent enough time away from my family. Yeah. Um, so then I reached back out to Dave and I was like, Dave, yo, um, what did you do to become a mental performance coach? Um, and yeah, he put me on to um, the Ted James company and, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they specialize in NLP, uh, timeline therapy and hypnosis. Uh, and then, yeah, so that was way less money, but just all up front, you know, so I was just like, well, I can't get a student loan for this. Yeah. Like this, this is something that, that has to be paid, like just straight up front. Um, yep. So, yeah, um, I looked at the time, that was it. I looked at at the time and then I really admired Dave um, for the things he had done for New Zealand um, sports people and business people. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, that's actually, that there is what I want to do. So why not? Yeah. And yeah, that's how I got into NLP. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it was clear Dave Neef played a played a critical role in your life. Um, in the Navy, while you're in the Navy and also after. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know you do the same for your clients as well. How, is, how important is it for people to have a coach or have yeah. that outside perspective, I guess? It's, it's really important. So when you think about a boxer, you know, like they can be an amazing boxer, but without their coach telling them, you know, like these are your, like, because a boxer will know exactly what tools they have and their best tools, but a coach helps you use them mm-hmm. correctly and at the right time in the right moment. And that's what Dave's been like for me. For, so, like, I was actually talking to him today, right. you know, so, yeah, like, he's, he's still my mentor, you yeah. know, like, he's still there along um, alongside me in this journey. Um, so, yeah, it's very important to have a coach. Nice. Um, and I guess the same question for friends as well. Like you talked about, you know, you had your friends that called you up and said, it's not, not nice hanging yeah. out with you when you're like that. I guess how, same question, how important is it to have good supportive friends and how important yeah, is it to lean uh, on them? Yeah, I believe it's like extremely important to have real friends, you know, not having just yes men around you because um yeah there was a moment in in my life where I just had like uh, like heaps of people I could go out in town in Auckland you know like and I knew half of bloody Queen Street (laughs) you know like but like none of them added value to my life yeah um there are only a few yeah and ever since moving down to Wellington um I've just I've cut cut off a lot of people you know like just people that don't add value to my life there's no need for them Mm. because you've only got one life right and it's your life so it doesn't really matter who's in there if if they're not going to add some value you know or or if they're gonna just freeload off you you know i see since moving down these ways i've become friends with a lot of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs um i guess because they're Mm like-minded um and and what i've noticed from them are the the amount of people that just hang around them and um freeload because they have a lot of money you know Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of money that they've worked hard for and 
because they've come from um, like just poor upbringings, they want to share um, because they've never had that money. So they just want to share. And, and I'm just sitting on the sidelines, just observing, watching everyone just steal. Well, not steal, but like <clears throat> freeload off them, you know. And then when, when times are tough or when times have been tough, all of those people have disappeared. But, but you know, like it was only the true that were there like the real friends yeah um, yeah and that's that's something i got to witness with my own eyes so i remember seeing it in like documentaries and stuff about like um, jimmy hendrix you know like uh -huh. how he was he was a real giving person um but when when things got bad everyone just scattered um, but being able to witness it with my own eyes and seeing um a person that was like very successful and then when when it got a bit pear shaped, everyone left them. Um, yeah. but, I, but I was still there. You know, it was it was real weird um, being able to experience it, and and it's been amazing. Mm. <laughs> that's um that's easier said than done, though. How do you yeah. how do you define like good value in a friend, or what does that mean? Yeah, true. That's that's a great question. <laughs> uh, just if they if they help you, you know, like if there's like. If you're on a mission, you've you've got your you've got your vision where you want to he be heading in life, and if if they're there, I guess inspiring you, helping you along the way, yep. giving you advice, giving you resources, mm -hmm. that that that's how you know they're adding value. If they're taking all of that stuff, it's that's a clear sign that they're not. You know. Yeah. So if they yeah if they're just constantly bugging you for things and you know, just always asking for money and yep. nev never actually helping you, you know, like, yeah, just cut them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Be ruthless, hey, just, yeah. nah, you don't need that. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so many people struggle with that, though, eh? and I, yeah. I find it, I find it really confusing at times as well. It's like, like you said, either you've got people in your life who either add value or they don't. Um, and if you yourself are on a mission, um you know you've got things to do you've got places to to get to um you can only really do with people who are going to support you otherwise they're 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 pulling you back yeah absolutely and yeah. and it's it's even harder if you if you sort of like came up with them you mm -hmm. know or like grew up with them grew up around them you know you've always been mates yeah but but they they're just choosing to stay yeah. in that spot yeah um yeah, that that's that's a harder one. Yeah. Um, but at, yeah, it's just that that one is tougher. But obviously, they're happy with their life, and and you're not happy with your life. So yeah. you're trying to you're trying to grow. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because strangers will support you more than than some of your closest friends because of that reason. You know, you fellas both came up together, but um they're still in that same situation and you've mm. chosen to go forward so instead of throwing you some some positive energy they they like to talk shit behind your back and yeah. you know like just it's not it's not good so if they're doing that then why keep them around you know yep. um and saying that is tall poppy syndrome a real thing i believe so yeah, I believe it's a thing. I've experienced it, like just I've seen it, I've heard it. You know, like it's I believe it's massive. Like yeah. it's huge here in New Zealand, and and I don't know why. 
you know like i don't know why we can't just be grateful for our athletes or um, anyone representing our country or anything like that you know i don't mm. understand why they don't just just clap for them like that's all it is instead of like oh this show off you know like all they need to do is just clap and yeah well done yeah. well done <laughs> like that's it like i bet you if emirates team new zealand lost <clears throat> the whole country would have been like oh you know like this and that you know it's like waste the taxpayers money it happens all the like yeah that's <laughs> the first one that gets put yeah. out there you know like the, the all blacks when when they didn't make it to the when they didn't win the rugby world cup you know like straight away oh the all blacks are useless yep. and come on man <laughs> yeah <laughs> just well done boys like unlucky next yeah. time next time we'll just get it next time yeah, <laughs> yeah it blows so. my mind yeah. um yeah. what does what does success mean to you or what does it look like for you Oh, yeah, well, success for me is, is like, uh, I want to, I want this bit of land for just in, in Upper Hutt, I want 100 acres of land um, with like five huts on it so I can run retreats there uh, and, and just, just live free and have a integrated work family life instead of a work-life balance, just mm. it's all integrated that there's my success. Um, but running those retreats, helping change lives, um, just being free, you know, teaching my kids to live off the land, teaching them some survival kid, uh, yeah. skills and just having fun, you know, get some dirt bikes. I don't know, build a skid pad so I can do some skids. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like just, <laughs> like for me, that's yeah. what my success looks like. And that's what I'm working towards and and i'm doing everything in my power to get to that nice because yeah it's, it's more than financial freedom you know yeah. like that's everyone's sort of stock standy answer you know? yeah but but for me it's it's everything it's that land it's that that upbringing that environment you know just i i genuinely love helping people eh? like i genuinely love it mm. so i want to i want to create a let a bit of earth you know like a bit of new zealand mm -hmm. where people can just come along for five days you know we'll stay in the bush for five days go hiking from one hut to the next and then we'll just break down boundaries barriers insecurities and rebuild wow rebuild and then send them off into the world to be better individuals yeah make the world a better place <laughs> that's beautiful what is the, uh, the yeah, flip cheers, side of that? Thank you. The flip side of that, what does a failure mean to you? Failure means opportunity, eh? That's that's how I see failure. Nice. Yeah. I've failed so, so many times in the last year, and it's just been opportunity. That's how I see it now. I, once upon a time, I was afraid. Um, I was afraid to fail, but now I sort of encourage it. Um, because it's it's a clear indication that I'm not doing something right. So if I fail, it's it just it's an opportunity to do better. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, before I finish up and ask my uh, last question, I'd like to do a little segment called Five Four Five. All right. Uh, that means there's a list of five questions, and the number of the question is the number of answers that I need you to give me. So 
Right, question right. one, I need one answer. Question number yep. two, I need two answers, and so on and so forth. So uh, question number one, what is your, your most favorite quote? Hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't even know, but that's the first one that popped into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's a good quote. <laughs> um, question number two, two goals for 2021. Two goals for 2021. Mm. I've just, I've, I'm, I'm in the mo. Um, I've just like cracked my goal, my list of goals. So like I'm, I'm onto my next ones, and I haven't really fully thought them out. So I guess one goal is a monetary one, making three hundred and eighty-three dollars a day. That's yep. one goal. Uh, three hundred and eighty-three dollars a day. Um, and goal number two is similar but separate as to establish four um four streams of income four um, streams of income yeah so like that could those are two separate goals but i guess it's one that could because those four streams could make up that 383 yeah what do you yeah. reckon is that no that, that's, that seems fair is sure. that one is that no, no, that's, one no, goal that's or is that two? no that's two two is good oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, what yeah, is, yeah. Uh, i'm just trying to do a quick calculation what is 383 that's a very specific number. Yeah, well, that's like a hundred grand a, a year, that right. plus taxes and, yep. and GST. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's achievable, you know, like when, when you break it down into smaller sure. things. Yeah. Instead of, because, yeah, when I, my first year, I was like, I'm going to make a hundred grand. It was just like that big picture, big number. It looks scary. And then I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I made like, I made like 10. <laughs> I was like, shit. So yeah, we, we're, we're breaking them down. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, question number three, three things that you're grateful for. Yeah, my wife, my children, mm -hmm. and my sickening work ethic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very... Uh, it's a juxtaposition there where you say you're grateful for a sickening work ethic. That's, that's cool. I've never heard anyone say that before. Uh, yeah. Question number four, four things or four characteristics of a successful person. Discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, relatable. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, well, this is for me anyway, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, approachable and just like knows when to have fun and knows when to be serious nice cool and question number five i can't i can't talk to uh, mr five zero and not ask him about his uh, five pillars so please talk me through oh, your, yeah. uh, your five pillars yeah so the first one's know your outcome mm -hmm. so when you're going through life, when you've got projects on, um, yeah, like if, if it's a project, you know, like what is the outcome? Like yep. what, what do you want this this project to look like? What's the the outcome? So when when you talk about goals versus outcomes, 
um, goals are like things that can often fall to the wayside. You know, people talk about losing 10 kilos in five weeks, 10 weeks. They don't make it. They're like, oh, well, I tried. Where an outcome is like, I'm, I'm going to lose 10 kilos yeah. um, regardless of time. So um, I'm going to do it. Yep. I, five weeks. I didn't, I didn't manage to lose it, but let's try another five weeks, you know? So know your outcome. Once you have that outcome, uh, perceptions projection this is mm -hmm. pillar number two so if you can see it you can achieve it whatever you put out there comes back tenfold whether it's energy whether it's hard work whatever whatever you put out it has some sort of effect um, so so that's your your energy your your everything really you know like and and if you can really see it in a like a sensory specific um picture you know like we where you can see it you can hear it you can smell it feel it and, and even taste it you know like that there makes it more real so then if you can act as if you already are that okay. thing or have it yeah then you're a step closer so that's where those two merge uh pillar number three is time and energy so once you have these two pillars what are you willing to do with your time and energy to mm -hmm. achieve that outcome like, are you doing everything with your time and energy to achieve them? Or are you wasting like six hours a day? You you look up the average time that someone spends on their phone and it's, it's silly, you know, yeah. like they're, they're, they're even just half an hour, you know, like half an hour on your phone, you can spend there just scrolling aimlessly. <clears throat> That's half an hour you could have spent reading, mm -hmm. you know, or, or half an hour you could have spent doing plans for something for another project so what are you doing with your time and energy those two uh that's a currency you can't get a refund on you know <laughs> like you can't you can't get your time or your energy back yep. so be smart how you use them um and and if you're trying to better yourself and and better your family <clears throat> then then make sure that you're spending that time and energy accordingly mm -hmm. Number four is consistently pursuing excellence. So that's doing the minor details well, like doing them to the best of your ability, because that's what that's all excellence is, you know, is like doing the best that you can with what you have at that time. And, and as long as you're doing that every day, that'll get better. You know, you could, you could do some work, on your house one day and you're like so stoked with it you know like yes i did that i'm chuffed you know I, that that's like the best i could do come back a week later and you're like oh shit like <laughs> uh, i could probably do this a little bit better yeah. you know like you're always going to better yourself so yeah. so you're just doing the best um that you can with what you have at mm -hmm. that time and then pillar number five is my favorite one which is keeping it 100 um, and that's putting a hundred percent effort into things. Um, so this is, this is the effort, you know, like when you're doing something, whether it's cleaning or writing, uh, an essay or just anything training, you have to ask yourself, am I giving it 100% effort? am I putting in a hundred percent effort? Um, and you should get an answer straight away. Like, Oh, this is probably like 60 or 80 or whatever, you know, like, so if you are putting in that 60% effort, then don't be disheartened if you don't get that 100% result. 
if you get a 60% result, that's because that's what you put in, you know, so keeping it 100 means, you know, giving it that, like keeping it 100 with your family, you know, holding yourself accountable, you know, keeping it 100, it's just a play on words, you know, just yeah. a, from something that's already out there. Yeah. Um, accountability, you know, like find a way to make it your fault. When, when you make everything your fault, you find a solution for it. But if you want to keep blaming others, then then you'll just go around in circles blaming everyone and you'll still have that same problem until someone takes ownership for what happened. And, mm. and you know, like that's that's keeping it 100 with yourself and with your team, you know, like from my experience in the Navy, when I was a leader, I, I took ownership for everything, you know. So if one of my um, subordinates stuffed up, um, and they're just about to get a grilling from one of the officers or whatever I'd step in straight away and I was like yeah. sorry that's that's my oh, fault yeah. like I did it I clearly didn't tell them exactly what I wanted you know yeah. like that that's on me and the officer respected me for that but the subordinate respected me a shitload because I just saved them from getting like a grilling you know <laughs> so they worked harder for me you know yeah. so it was it was some, that's something I learned in the military was just find a way to make it your fault, you know, and, and everyone respects you more um, from that and just taking ownership, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cause no one, it's, it's a weird one. eh? like no one really wants to take the blame for anything nowadays. Yeah. So that's me, man. Ah, yeah. I did that. <laughs> like that was me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, those, those, there are the five pillars, my bro. Nice. That's, uh, that's awesome. I re I really love those uh, five pillars and I just want to hold off uh, right to the end there to, uh, get a full breakdown because i knew there was a lot of gold in that yeah um yeah. i could go on i could go on forever with you there's so many things uh, just in those five pillars i want to ask you about but i want to be respectful of your time so before i ask my um last question um tell people where they can find you and um, about your website and yeah so so my website is 50coaching.com um i'm on the fence if i want to rebrand this year or not so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still on the fence but um yeah so that's that's my website where you can check out i guess what i do and um it's very informative um and there's some testimonials there so if you if you want to see like don't listen to me <laughs> like, just read what they wrote about me um uh, but also instagram has been i guess my biggest one um i've got two accounts um my main one now is curtisweeks.me uh that's that's where i put up those 20 to 40 second videos every day of just something you know like some something that might help someone somewhere in the world um or five zero coaching um i haven't been on that one for ages <laughs> um so if you're going to message me on instagram uh, message curtisweeks.me so yeah that's that's where you can find me uh, and then there should be some links to um, my email on my website and everything but yeah instagram's the best place to find me curtisweeks.me <laughs> cool and i'll link that below anyway oh sure bro thank you cool um and my last question is who is curtis weeks in essence in essence i don't know i'm just a uh, happy-go-lucky kiwi like you know i just uh, i like i like having a laugh i like helping others and it was i think it was gandhi that said you know if 
if you want to change the world, be the change you want to see in the world. It, that's me, bro. Like, I'm just trying to be that guy. Like, I'm trying to be the change that I want to see in the world. So if I see someone struggling, I'll help them. If, um, if, if I see people doing things I don't like, you know, I'll let them know. Um, and yeah, especially with bullies, you know, if I see someone bullying someone, I know from experience how that feels. So mm. nowadays I interject, you know, um, but yeah, I, I'm all about the positive vibes, eh? Yeah, just spreading love, laughter, some kindness, yeah. you know, a bit of cheekiness and banter as well. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's clear that you're all about the positive vibes. I definitely get that off you. Um, so yeah, I just want to thank you for your time um, and joining me. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you for your content. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, and it's been um, you've been a real inspiration. And like I said, I'm, I'm getting through your book, so uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to learn there. Yeah, man. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you so much. Bro, straight up, thank you for having me on here, man. I, I enjoyed this. Thank you for your time and energy as well, bro. Straight up. Thank you. Cheers, man. You have a good night. You too. Super. Laters. <laughs>